seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. You're listening to Cap Chat, the number one soccer recruitment podcast in the United States. This is Cap Chat. Happy Wednesday, everyone. I hope you guys are well. Thank you so much for joining. We are live. It's going to be an odd show tonight. I'm going to have to be completely honest because I'm missing Tyler Tomlinson, my friend, my confidant. He he has something else to do. Um, and I'll be honest, I didn't ask what he has to do because I don't I don't know. Um, he said he's not. He's probably going to be late for the show, and 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 I cried and I pouted for a little bit. But I I, I tell you though, um, really really cool things are going to be happening tonight uh Miriam taylor's going to be joining us here just in a few minutes so we're going to move some things around um so we can chat with her a little bit longer she has a really cool story which i'm going to dive into uh momentarily um i'm going to say good things about her um but not until she i want to make sure i mute her because she's modest and will stop me so um here shortly she'll we'll, we'll bring her on um uh, Mary, if you uh, you're up up there in the top right, you can click call in there. But uh, so, but tonight's topic is is a junior college the the transition from high school to ju- uh, junior college or uh, JUCO onto uh, a four year school, which is which is a path that that thousands of uh, student athletes take every single year. And I think I'm a little biased. I spent six years uh, at. Um, I spent six years in the the JUCO world and then went on to Division two. So I, I do have a bias to community college, but um, so and I'm I'm going to give a shameless plug. I was up at New Jersey this past weekend for regional showcase teams, and I, I'm not going to do it justice here on the radio, but I'm I'm certainly I'm certainly going to to try. Is there's a place in in South New Jersey called Tuckahoe Farms? Tuckahoe Farms. They literally grow grass. They're a turf farm. And 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 people told me, like, it's just a giant farm and there's there's fields everywhere. And and I pull in um and you see signs for like one through fifteen, and then you see forty-seven through sixty. They have sixty fields there. And then they take their field and they sell it to like the Philadelphia Eagles and things like that. So we go and play on it. And it, it was the coolest thing. I'd ever seen fields for miles. And then if one field gets gets rainier, you know, field looks, then then they just it's just line another field. So that's Tuckahoe Farms. They didn't pay me to say that. They they're put on by EDP and and I'm telling you, it, it if you ever get a chance to go to South Jersey and play at um, EDP uh, tournaments, then uh, it, it is it is absolutely incredible. So that that's my shameless plug for me up in Jersey. And as in New York, I see that walk around in the rain for a little bit. New York has opened back up. So um, it's been it's been pretty cool. So I'm, I'm going to talk about Miriam and then she, we're going to join. We're gonna, Miriam doesn't know she's going to be on the show longer than she had anticipated, which is cool. But um, I'm going to tell you about Miriam. And I like to say this publicly because I don't know if I've ever told uh, Miriam this. But hey, Miriam, uh, let me let me give you some uh, some music here that you're going to like. Um, and then I'll introduce you here. So. I'm gonna get a props to uh, to Jared Hicks. Mary and I are both from Lake of the Ozarks, which is where our soccer journey started yeah, many, many years ago. And we always like to have introduction songs. Um, each person goes on. Miriam, how you doing? 
I'm good. How are you? Good. Have you heard the song, I'm assuming, from Jared Hicks? Yes, I have. Yeah, yeah. I, thought, I found it very appropriate, though. Yes, very much so. So I'm going to tell you, as this song plays in the background, um, I'll tell you about Miriam and uh, one of the coolest people I've ever met. A journey started with recruitment, and we talk about junior college, and we talk about this recruitment process here and, um, and, and kind of the life that a recruitment process has. And, and Miriam is, to, to, to me, Miriam, you're the epitome of how the recruitment process should go. Uh, in, in high school, she went to Camden, which is where, where I'm from. So there's that connection there. Uh, and, and I jotted this down, so I, I, I don't I have this memorized, but scored 113 goals and 59 assists um, in high school. So uh, offensive player of the year, she was, she was all state, all, all everything she could be like just absolutely incredible, um, high school career. And I was at St. Charles community college. It was my first year. And Marion was the first big recruit that we really tried to go after. Um, and she was too good for us. Uh, and <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's the blunt thing, but we, she went on to Lewis and Clark, but I'm going to tell you though, there that process is, is in, and Tyler's brought this up in Tyler's trends and we have open communication. the, the the recruitment process ended on such a positive note. Um, she went to actually one of our biggest competitors, Lewis and Clark, um, and and I think it was a great fit for her and being all American led the led the led the nation in scoring. Like that's like <laughs> all American two years led the nation in scoring. Scored thirty one goals as a freshman. Like just just like just incredible. So I had to play against her. Um, but we ended on such, I think, a positive note that every time I saw Miriam, I'd give her a hug um, and, and she would say hello. Um, and that was a really cool process because she she said, hey, I, I chose Lewis and Clark. Here's why. And I said, best of luck. Uh, and then she went to UMSL um, a year before I got there. But our cro- our path crossed again. And every time was such a positive, um, positive recruitment experience. Because if if if, Marin, if I would have been a complete jerk, it would have been awkward when we play each other and Marion would, would end it. Say, Hey, you suck. I don't want to play for you, whatever. Um, but, and then our, our paths continue to, to cross. And now, and without my knowing, I have nothing to do with, um, with him, but you know, she's coaching now at, at university of Missouri, St. Louis, where I was coaching at as an assistant coach and she's there. So our paths continue to cross. And, and Mary, I, I have to tell you, I think you were the coolest people ever. Um, you, you do, you've been all over the world. You do cool things. Uh, and it brought the biggest smile to my face when Maddie Moon told me that you're going to be coaching with her. And I said, what a cool, cool kid. I guess you're not a kid anymore. Young adult. I don't know. Um, <laughs> yeah. And, and what a cool thing that soccer is full, like just the circle that we started chatting to you and you're probably 17 years old. Uh, I don't know. How, how long ago is that? What was that? 10 years ago? Uh, no, I don't know. Nine, I was years, ago? Nine, Nine years ago. Nine years ago. Um, and you're now coaching. You're a positive influence. Uh, for 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 female athletes, and you got a cool story, and and life was first circle. So that's that's my introduction to to Marion Taylor, everyone. So uh, welcome to the show. Yeah, well, that was very generous uh, introduction, but thank you. I'm super uh, glad our cross keep like our paths keep crossing, and I'm excited to be here. So thanks. Yeah. So let's 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 talk about the. I would guess say hello to the Sandals. They're from Idaho. They're our biggest fans. Maybe our only fans that listen live, but they're in Idaho. Uh, <laughs> awesome. so I, I want to talk about this recruitment process. From So if you guys don't know, like the Ozarks, a tiny little, it's actually the show Ozark. Um, so those people in Ozark exist. Uh, they don't come out during <laughs> yeah. tourist season, but we went to school with people like that. Um, 
Yep. So that that's where that's where Marion's from, a little small town. But so talk about the recruitment process and why you chose um, Lewis and Clark, which is a junior college. Yeah. So the recruiting recruiting process was um, pretty different than I would say someone from the city, St. Louis or Kansas City. Um, in terms, like I didn't start playing club soccer until I was a junior in high school, actually. Um, I went to a district final, I think, and someone just said, do you want to play in Columbia? So to play um, soccer, uh, I had to drive an hour and a half to Columbia and drive an hour and a half back home twice a week in order to play club soccer. So I actually didn't get into that until my junior year. I didn't start playing soccer full time until I was in eighth grade. So I was 13. Um, And so soccer was just starting to get bigger at the lake. Um, So the recruiting process was hard. I almost didn't play my freshman year high school. And I did, obviously. And I loved it. And I took off. And I also played basketball and tennis during high school. But basketball. I know you can't see Marion, but she's five foot one. I'm very small. I'm very small. (laughs) Were you good at basketball? I wasn't bad. I was a very great defender. I just I could see that. I was a good defender and good passer, but I could not shoot. Um, And so I knew that wasn't where I was going to play a college sport. I knew basketball wasn't my college sport choice. Um, So anyway, I kind of took the role with soccer because I felt like I was good at it. But it was different coming from a small town. Um, It took a lot of effort. I mean, I would probably say I reached out to 12 to 15 schools, maybe visited about 12 schools that weren't junior colleges. Um, Not because I didn't have a bad, I didn't have like a bad sense of junior colleges. I didn't really know it was an option to play soccer at a JUCO. Um, Yeah, that is, that is a great misconception there. Yeah. Yeah. And so I kind of got to this point where I, People weren't offering me a lot of money. I didn't want to go into a bunch of debt. And I had a friend, Sandy Shore, that went to Lewis and Clark. And I went and visited her one day. And then I also reached out to you. And um, then I kind of saw this great opportunity to go to this two-year school um, that was very inexpensive to play great soccer and then be able to, you know, refine my skills and see where I actually fell in terms of, like, if I could play a D2, if I could play a D1 or what level I could play at. And um, so that kind of took me there. I actually decided pretty late um, because I was kind of still hoping to get into a four-year school. But then mm-hmm. I just I, I think I just dropped that and I was like, this is going to be great. And I, I'm coming from a small town and I'm not used to this competitiveness. And maybe I do need these two years as a stepping stone. And I definitely did. So that's kind of the background on that. And, and and while you're, th- I mean, so Lewis and Clark obviously has dorms, and um, mm-hmm. it, it. I mean, I, I've been. I, I mean, you know, you travel around, and I, I have Lewis and Clark, and and a lot of JUCOs. It it, it feels there's no difference when you're there because you're living. I think I th- I think Lewis Clark had apartments, um, mm-hmm. but you, you're you're living on campus. You're playing soccer. Um, yeah. It, it, it didn't probably feel like. You weren't there going, oh man, I'm just playing JUCO. You're like, hell, hey, we're live. Heck yeah, we're playing. <laughs> we're yeah. playing. Ju- we're you know, I'm playing soccer. I mean, right? I mean, is that? Right. Do you ever feel? Did you ever regret that decision of going to to a JUCO? Oh, absolutely not. I mean, honestly, I think more people should do it. And I see, you know, not just friends, but just people I've met through it that maybe went to a D1 or D2 at first and weren't ready, and then you know they may sit the bench or like the 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 
it's a shock to them at first. And I feel like I would have had that same shock if I would have went straight to D2. Um, but however, since I went to junior college and kind of went a step above the high school level, I, I have zero regrets. It's probably the best decision I ever made. Um, and I had a chance to really, first of all, figure out if I wanted to play on and also refine my skills and get better and see what's out there. And also it's a great way to get noticed by so many colleges. I mean, I was seeking out people in high school. And then when I went to junior college, people were seeking out me. And that was the difference. I think that was a game changer in terms well, it, of... It doesn't hurt when you lead the nation in scoring. Yeah, it definitely doesn't hurt. <laughs> but it was nice not to have to have that extra energy, you know, to send the emails or to, you know, it was more like, okay, who who's emailed Rooney today? You know, it was it was really nice to have that um, kind of opposite effect. Um, yeah. So I want to I want to get over to Umsel here in a second. But you you brought up Rooney, who yeah. Um, to me is one of the nicest people. I, no, I, I so it. much want to not like Tim Rooney because <laughs> he's, know. he's so good. And he got to a point, he just kind of chills and he wins and he look at him like, oh. I'm over here. I'm over here begging people to come play for me. And Rooney just sets in his chair and wins and everyone Literally. likes him. And I got nothing bad. I mean, I got nothing, but I don't like, you know, he, he, you know what I do? I'm going to say one bad thing about him. He, he, he needs new shoes. Cause he, he <laughs> Like that's the only bad thing I can say about Tim Rooney, he like his shoes. shoes. Yeah, yeah, they're super them. old and ugly, and that's the only thing I can say bad about Tim Rooney. <laughs> well, they, <laughs> I got, they kind of fit his personality. They do. Like, yeah, great. I'm gonna sleep better tonight because I said something mean about him. Um, <laughs> but hey, I want to talk. So I, you, you've had, and and I, I don't want to mention names on the opposite effect, but I know you've had some really good coaches, and I know you've had some probably. Um, the opposite effect, but you, you talk yeah. about the, and I know cause you've gone into coaching now and yes, I, I know probably JD Hunter was a huge um, part of your life uh, at the, like the Ozarks. He still and is. Yeah. Yeah. And again, one of the coolest people. Um, yes. And then, you know, then, then, then Tim Rooney was, was probably was, was a big impact on you. Uh, yes. And I know right now you and Maddie are, are probably connecting and jiving um, at, at a level as well. So talk about the, the, the impact that the coaches had on you and how, how is it now affecting you as, as now you're coaching? Yeah. Um, I was fortunate. JD Hunter was, a, a huge influence on my life and still is. We still are in contact. You know, we, we, uh, connect every few months if, if not sooner. Um, he really was the first person that, supported me and knew that I could score knew I had potential um and when I didn't know I had it and he just instilled honestly like I'm a really hard worker I think that's why I made it all the way up to D2 is because I knew I was self-aware what I wasn't good at and I knew how to get better at it and I was willing to put in the work and JD Hunter was just a really easy person to co- or to play for. He was motivating and inspiring, and he you knew he had your back no matter what. Um, and then Tim Rooney was the same. He was a bit di- he's a bit different than uh, JD Hunter. Um, do you think Do you think Rooney and and Hunter JD uh, would like? I think they would respect each other, but I I think Rooney would not like Hunter. Oh yeah, I think that's. 
they would be they definitely have clashing personalities <laughs> yeah yeah they i think you'd say man yeah. i i like you hunter and I'll, but i think i'm gonna sit over here in my chair you're you're a little too you're you're right. too you're a little too much for me <laughs> right i think they definitely have clashing personalities i think rooney would just sit back and just laugh at hunter <laughs> uh, you know jd has so much energy and is just always and so that was a big transition for me because i have jd and we had a decent team at um Camdenton and you know me um, Whitney Snow and Morgan Henry were like the three best players on the team and then you get to Rooney and he you know he has his he just has very very laid back but also had that same sort of really big supportiveness mm-hmm. that he's like you're gonna score goals for me and you're gonna get it done and I did and I just really love that support um and so like transitioning into coaching when I reached out to Maddie, I instantly, I instantly clicked with her. I mean, I didn't know her at all. I've never, I had never met Maddie at all. I'd never heard anything about her. I literally just emailed her and I said, "Hey, I'm uh, going to grad school at UMSL. I would love to get back into soccer. If you have a position, let me know. If not, I totally understand." And so we met up, and I think we have been such a great. I think she's one of the best coaches I've ever seen. She's so energetic. She she uh, really relates to all the girls on our team. And I think what I learned the most about when I had good coaches is, like, support them, have the energy, and to make sure that no one falls off the bandwagon. And, like, you know, dealing with – or, you know, coaching 18 to 23-year-olds isn't the easiest thing in the world, especially when I'm <laughs> not that much older than them. You know, to set that boundary, but also to be personable and find out what motivates them and um, to make mental health a a priority. And, you know, everyone has these outside things going on, but to make sure that everyone on the team knows that they that we have their back. And I think that has been the most important thing that coaching staff at UMSL has implemented this year is like we have your back no matter what the problem is. And like we believe that we can win against any team out there and the girls are so bought in and it's it's been one of the best experiences ever and I'm so grateful for Maddie for bringing me on um and it's just so fun to see Umsel just like becoming an underdog but like we took down uh Linenwood the other week I know they're in overtime did you have flashbacks of because I know you had scored and and Tyler Tomlinson's uh, he joined us. Tyler, part, hi. He's, he's here. hi Tyler, how are you doing, man? Hi, we'll get to you. Good. We'll get to oh. Tyler Trends. Tyler, you know I, you may not have ever met Marion, but I know you saw her play a couple times. So yeah, I've never met her, but yes, good. Uh, thanks for coming onto the show. Yeah, thank you for having me. She's our third of them, so we're just, just getting through everyone. Um, so but I, I, <laughs> you know, I saw the goal, and you had scored a game-winning goal that uh, at Umsel in this, and in, and in, did that bring flashbacks for you? Um, and I, I totally apologize. Who was the player who scored? Was she was she Lewis and Clark transfer? She was a Swick transfer. Her name Swick, is Jay, okay. Jalen Richardson, um, and she played a hell of a, or a heck of a game. Um, <laughs> and hey, I Tyler, I slipped early too. Live uncensored, you know. <laughs> That's right. That's what we advertise. Right. <laughs> um, it did bring back a lot of flashbacks. Um, at Umsel, I scored a lot of OT goals. And those were, like, kind of my favorite, like, a little bit of a signature. And so when Jay scored that against an undefeated team and they were ranked, I think, second in the GLBC conference, there's a picture that I posted on my Instagram today, and I just freaked out. Like, I was just, like, I've never been so pumped. Like, I, it just 
it was the energy like back in my life that I've 100% missed and I was just so happy for the team (laughs) that like we could we they proved to themselves that they could hang with the top dogs because we are a top dog we just had a different little bit of a road to get there but like we have so much confidence in these girls and um they proved it to us and they're bought in so yeah it definitely brought the flashback i i Um, bet i bet and then and we're we're talking about your journey here and then we're gonna get to 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 tyler's trends and and but um so then you went you went from lewis and clark over to university of missouri st louis and which which and then uh, here's here's your stats uh so you you are second team All American uh, or All Midwest Region uh, first team All GLVC led the team with twenty six points, uh, eleven goals, four of which were game winners. Four of which, that's incredible. Um, and uh, the GLVC is man, it's a tough conference. Um, <laughs> so tough. I, I've I've traveled and seen it a lot, and I've seen a lot of soccer. And I know Tyler. You, I mean, you've seen a lot of soccer. I mean, GLVC just continues I've, to be. T- <laughs> yeah, I mean, I play against GLVC teams every year. You do, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. You play against Quincy, every spring. Yeah. Yep. Every spring we play against GLVC. We played against Umsol two years ago. Mm-hmm. So yeah, uh, you know, you name it, we've seen every team. Yeah, and and, and uh, so talk about. So now you went from from Lewis and Clark, and and, and I'm going to say this, and I'm in a positive light. But so you go from Lewis and Clark scoring, you know, 37 goals, and you go to Umsol when when now you're, you're ranked, you, you led the team in scoring with with 11, um, mm-hmm. and it just it goes to show you how tough that that jump is. Um, oh, so tough. So talk about that transition, and you brought it up earlier that you know you 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 may have struggled Division Two, but talk about going from from junior college to to now Division Two. Yeah, so I knew I wanted to play. Um, and, you know, the D1 of bus was definitely not a thing on my mind. Um, so I'm really happy that I chose D2 because I wanted to play and I wanted to score goals no matter how many there were. Um, but the jump was hard. Um, I will say the competition, the speed of play, um, the pressure, the amount of hours every day that you had to put in, um, you know, it was a it was a big jump. So the main thing that got me really prepared for it was I trained so hard that summer before. I mean, I was relentless and I knew it was going to be hard for me. And I think that self-awareness factor is really, really important for anybody transferring from JUCO is that you can play any level after JUCO, but you still need to put in the work because it's going to be a jump no matter how good of a player you are. And that first week of preseason, I remember coming home after the first practice and just thinking that was so fast. That was so intense. Every person on this field is so good. I was like, I'm not going to start. This is, I'm going to have to put in double the work, but I came in really, really fit. And I think that was the determiner where I could, the, where I might have not had the experience I made up with fitness until I could get up there with the experience um, because in UMSL, I actually didn't start immediately out of, out of the gate. And I was not expecting that, but I think it was a good humbling experience for me because it was like, you need to keep putting in the work or this isn't going to work out. And I'm a good enough player to be here, but that doesn't mean that I can't, I don't have to put in the work. And so I think being fit and training a lot before you get there the summer before, um, is vital in terms of making that transition as easy as possible, but it's still going to, it's still always going to be a transition. I mean, 
Um, but it was, I was very grateful that I went from JUCO to D2 instead of high school to D2, because I think I would have had a lot harder of the time. So, yeah. And, 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 and yeah, I would, I would tend to agree with you on that, on that as well. Um, you came onto a really good team and I'm so, um, they're, they're doing well. And, and, um, so you mentally, um, how, so you go from the lake Camden being one of the best players. I mean, literally in the state, you go from JUCO to being one of the best players in the, Mm -hmm. in the the country. Uh, and you go to, you know, then you hop over to division two now and you were, you had it, you had a really good division two. I I don't think there's been a first team all GLVC at UMSL since you've left. Um, Oh, really? so yeah, yeah. I, I mean, not since I've been, you know, when I was there, yeah. um, I came there the year after you, you left. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we, we had a third team. Um, mm-hmm. and I don't think anyone's been first team since. So, so you, I don't want to take anything away from your career, but mentally, you know, you talk about that. And I think, and I bring this up because I think the jump is well happens from high school to, to JUCO or high school to a four-year school. Oh, yeah, um, how, how did you kind of handle that? Not starting and not kind of being really the, like, the, the star right away. Oh yeah. Um, it was definitely a transition and I, um, I'm, my personality is more of like, I'll blame myself before I blame anybody else. And so in my mind, I was like, okay, I'm not starting, but I don't do well, not starting. I've never started in my life, you know, or never not started. And so that was a, that was a, a humbling experience. And, um, I had did everything right up until that point. So then I was like, okay, you know, there's two routes here. I can just shut off and blame everyone around me, or I could start scoring goals and start. And so I was like, I'm just going to start scoring goals. And I just worked the hardest I could work because I was like, it's not, there's no bone bone in me at the end of the day. Like it's, it's what I can control is how many goals I scored. So then eventually I did start during that season, but I think it's really important. And you see it a lot is that people that are used to starting may sit on the bench somewhere at first. And it's like, how do you react? Because the best reaction is just to grind out and to get better and to have a good mentality that it's not anybody else's fault. It's maybe not even your fault, but you got to work harder. You got to be bought in and it's not anybody else's fault around you. And to have that mentality is really important. It's not easy, but I think I got that mentality a lot from JD um, is that like, you can always work harder. Like you're good enough, but what's, what's holding you back right now. And when I got to UMSL, you know, there's, I'm not going to lie. There was, there was a good day that I was really salty. I was like, what? Like how did I, I came in so fit, like all these things, but I was like, you know, it's part of the process. I'm new here. Um, I came from JUCO. What what can I do to control this? And I was like, what I can do is perform when I get the minutes. Even if that's not starting, even if that's five minutes, I'm going to perform. And so, you know, that's what I started doing. That That's, yeah, that, that I mean, that's incredible because you're right. I mean, and I've said this a lot, you know, coaching, I was like, you know, somewhere else in the world, someone's working harder than you. Yeah. And, and you're you're not i don't care i mean well unless you're you know messy messy you're messy messy <laughs> there's a mix between messy messy and pele but unless you're messy i mean and, and even he's so someone's always better than you yeah. and and yeah the only thing you like you said the only thing you can't control is how hard you can work and i think that's such a valuable lesson mm-hmm. um and yeah that's yeah, that, that, yeah that's so cool um so i i, I gotta i, I ask you i don't want to dive too much into this and and mm-hmm. you 
skip skip if you if you want. Um, but I do think it's an important topic. I've been coaching women's soccer since I was since I was eighteen, actually at the lake when I got my first start there. And That's JD awesome. was a was a was an influence on me as well when, when you yeah. know because we started the the, the program and um yeah so we great. didn't start the program. What a big um, guy. Yeah, he's incredible. And um so I've been around this high level women's soccer forever and I and I'm the past 10 years or so, I've really dived over into the confidence of young, of young, uh, young women and, mm-hmm. um, and the importance of that. And, you know, I lost a, um, a player at St. Charles to, to mental health and suicide. And so, mm-hmm. uh, it's been on my, it's always on my mind and always like, how do we, how do, how do we gain confidence for, for these young adults? And I, and I, right. um, and, and I know, so, and again, I, and, and I, I don't, and this one's not on a rundown, but I do, um, you know, I know, I know a little bit of your story, but yeah, how, how important is the mental health and what advice can you give young women playing soccer in high school, college about mm-hmm. just saying, Hey, I, I, I'm going to raise my hand here and I need some help or yeah. I'm struggling because I feel so much the voices of young women are, are, are shoved under a rug or not heard. Yeah. Um, what, yeah. what do you, I mean? What do you got? I want to give I want to give you some time to, to chat about that as much as you feel comfortable. Oh, yeah, I, I uh, that's a big topic in my life. Um, and so thank you for giving me the opportunity to talk about it, because um, when I was going through school, there was a lot going on in my personal life. And I remember not feeling a lot of support or room um, to express that I was struggling. Um, or just needed support or honestly just needed to say, Hey, I might not be the best at practice today because my head's not in it. And that's not just me. And I think we undermine the lives of, you know, high school to college, especially women. There's so many things going on outside of the field. Mm -hmm. And if you don't have good mental health, how are you supposed to perform well on the field? And I am just such a proponent of taking care of yourself off the field makes you a better player on the field. And so it's interesting you bring that up because we've been really trying to implement that with UMSL. And I think the first advice I would give coaches or anybody is to allow that space right off the bat. I mean, when I came on to coach, I talked to Maddie about a mental, cause I'm a, I'm getting my master's in social work. So it's all oh, interesting. Yeah. You're yeah. going to be great at that. Yeah. So it's already, you know, on my mind a lot and I work at a refugee and immigrant agency. So, you know, during the day, that's what I do. So I was like, Hey, this is kind of what I didn't have when I was here. I didn't have that support. I didn't have that room to say, I'm really struggling. You know, my family's going through this. You're expecting me to show up at NCAA tournament and score a game winner. And I just need to talk this through because this is happening right now. And I just really didn't feel like I had that space at the time. So at the beginning, I talked to Maddie Moon about that. And she was like, oh, I love that. That's such a good culture move. Like, are you comfortable starting that? And so it was literally I hadn't even really met the girls yet. But I I gave this spiel and I just said, you know, if your mental health is struggling, it's okay. There's so much going on. And a lot of it we may not know, especially, you know, giving a pandemic and all these extra things this year and just giving that space to say, hey, if you're struggling, reach out to us. And if you're not comfortable with us, please reach out to someone you're comfortable with. And, you know, especially with college athletics, like they have counseling services that are free. And so we express that to them. And um, we did it the beginning of the season. We did it mid-season. And we just did it last week. We keep checking in on them 
you know, and I, I think just to be very self-aware and to get to know your players is important because even just observing their, like, you know, their mannerisms or their body language can tell a lot. And so um, I feel like at UMSL we've done a great job making sure that they have that support. Even if the problem that's going on is, hey, I used to have 70, 80 minutes a game and now I have 20. And that's a mental health, you know, that can that can have a, uh, it can hurt your mental health from playing a lot to not playing a lot and you don't know what you did wrong. But I feel like we have a really good um, policy about that like let's talk about it like there's there's no judgment like if anything's going wrong please reach out to someone you're comfortable with or reach out to the coach that you're most comfortable with and we will do everything in our power to help you and um I really think that needs to be a huge thing going forward in terms of coaching around the states is that these kids are going through so much that we don't even know about and we need to make sure that even if they don't want to talk about it they know that we're there for them at the end of the day so yeah. Yeah. Well, that's, 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 yeah, it gave me chills. I'm so, I, I, I can't, I can't express how proud I am to, to know you and, and, and to have known you for these years. And then now, like, now I can call you a colleague because you're in soccer yeah, and you're not, and I, I am, you, you brought, you brought chills. That, that's such <laughs> an incredible, I, I love it. So th- thank you. Thanks for sharing that. And, and I'll tell you a story. One of the things that has, has, has made me a better, I, I'm very, very lucky to travel through Rush, um, mm-hmm. you know, and I get to travel all over the country and I get to be around really cool coaches and it's made me a, a, a better person, better coach. Yeah. And um, someone asked me one time, we had, we had a player, we were at a state cup. I was actually coaching a club, uh, I had an older team, but, and this player wants a performing one. I was like, man, I can't grasp what's happening. And it had, mm-hmm. we had someone from um, a colleague from our national organization in and uh, Chris Pio is his name. And he said, did you ask her how she's doing today? I said, what yeah. do you mean? He goes, before the game, did you ask her how she's doing? Mm-hmm. I, I, I said, no. He says, well, maybe you should sub around and ask her how she's doing. Mm-hmm. And I tell you that, that I stopped and, and, and that was about three years ago. And now mm-hmm. I was like, you're, and I stopped and I was like, man, you know, because I do try to, I do really honestly just care about these kids. And then I was like, me too. So, yeah. So now I've stopped and before every game or every, I'm just, I go walk around when we're warming up and say, hey, I just use the name Susie. Susie, hey, how are you? How was school today? Yeah. And it, it has made such, like you said, so safety is one of Russia's core values. And most people mm-hmm. look at it as like, oh, don't, don't tip the goalposts over on you. And I would say, you know, if you dump a goalpost over on yourself, it's probably deserved. Um, but, but safety is for us is, 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 are we having a safe training environment? Like you, like you said, do you feel safe to come talk to me? Do you feel safe to raise your hand and say, I don't, I don't grasp this. Or, Mm -hmm. you know, recently the conversations have been the numbering system when someone's like, Hey, you're going to play a six. And and do you Mm -hmm. feel safe to say, I don't know what a six is. Um, and that's very, been very, very important to me. So I'm, I'm, I'm I'm so, I'm, I'm so glad that, that, that you're able to, to bring that up. And, and, um, I'd love to go and have a cup of coffee or, or yeah. cause I know I, I and, will say one more thing to that is, please do. I think, um, another part is to allow, I think our team is very goofy and energetic and just allow them to be themselves and not yeah. be afraid. You know, there's no, um, I've been on teams before, you know, just like rec teams or whatever, you have to be a certain way. No, like we take everyone for who they are and we're going to accept them for who they are. And um, I think that is a huge proponent. And w- when we have these mental health talks, we mentioned like, hey, 
Hannah, Maddie, and I, like, we all were student athletes not that long ago. We know exactly how hard that is. So we can relate, literally relate very well to whatever you're going through, most likely. So I think yeah. that's also a, a good thing to mention when you're bringing that up. Yeah, that's so cool. It's, it's, and, and you guys are turning things around. And, and yeah. um, it's, uh, I mean, you guys, I remember Maddie took the job. I was like, you got nowhere to go but up. Um, yep. <laughs> you know, so. Yeah, really. It's uh, man, that's that's cool. And and, and I know we took we took a, a drastic nose di- nose dive from this. Um, but uh, if there's any questions out there, feel free to put in the chat or Sandows if you guys want to chat. I know me, me, this is um, you know, there's gonna be a lot of people that listen to this afterwards. That that is is, is gonna be it's so yeah. I just got yeah. Thank that, that's such a cool thing. But uh, a f- final question for you here is yeah. is uh, time commitment. Let's talk time commitment mm-hmm. from. High school JUCO to D two. I think that's one of the biggest things that I, I, I find is the jump is the time commitment. So talk about yes. that, those those three different things, three different levels. Yeah. So time commitment was different. Um, in high school, I my time commitment started to go up about my junior year. Um, full <laughs> transparency, I never really had great foot skills, but I tried to get some and I just never really got that good of one so I just kept running all the time and that worked out for the most part um but I think so from high school to juco definitely a bigger time commitment you know we have these charter buses now and we have longer practices and we have these early morning practices and we have weights and things like that but then when hey, we got how I want to stop how cool was it the first time you stepped on a charter bus oh my gosh I still love it like we have I a, know we have an away <laughs> game and I'm like even if it's 30 minutes, I just feel cool walking. I know. Here. I don't even and, know why, but I feel cool. <laughs> yeah. And I always have to use the bathroom because I'm like, uh, I, there's a bathroom here and I can do it. And I'm just going to get up and walk around like it's a plane <laughs> and there's yes. an outlet. I can plug my phone in and we can watch oh, a movie. So this good. is like the coolest thing in the world. So <laughs> and I'm so short that I can like actually sleep on the bus, like as like a bed, basically. Oh, like, you can't on those two chairs. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Charter buses. Yeah. And I, I tell you, I'm 39 years old. And I still look at the charter bus. Like oh, now I have I to, dr- I got to drive this week in three hours. I'm like, can I get a charter bus for myself? <laughs> right. Literally. Um, so good. But yeah. anyway, so then when I went to D2, that was the biggest jump. I would say from high school to JUCO was a bit of a jump, but then from JUCO to D2 was a massive jump. Um, now this was a part-time job. This was a full-time job really. Um, you know, we were practicing four hours a day. We we're going through film. We had to go get treatment. We had to go. I think the biggest thing was off-season training, too, mm-hmm. is that, you know, once you finish the season, yeah, yeah, you go on Christmas break. But when you come back, we're hitting and we are hitting the weights hard. We are getting fit. Like it was very rigorous in the spring. And I think that was also a jump for me because I was also like, oh, you know, we don't play soccer until next august but it's like no you it's it's go time again and um the that was the biggest thing for me is like juggling um you know my last two years of school and business and then having these four-hour practices and you know trying to maintain all of those little details in your life um but i think just to take every i try i still am a very i love being busy um i have two part-time jobs in full-time school and I just try to do everything very like I, I like to be present in everything. I don't try to like, you know, when I'm at soccer practice, I try not to think about anything about soccer practice when I'm doing homework, 
that when I'm on a podcast that and I think that's really helped me and it, it isn't easy to always do that but it's really it, it's better to not get so overwhelmed by all of it you know just to take every task as it is and with the time commitment with soccer I just would try to lock in for however long we were there and you know um, time management is a huge 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 asset if you can get yeah. some time management skills um, you know and also get help with that like there's there's resources out there and teammates I had teammates that were nurses um, one of my best friends she would stay up all night um, all the time and she she managed to do it you know and it's just a, a time management thing it's if you want it and if you want to be good at school and soccer it's going to take some work but you shouldn't be afraid of that because it's it's two great things is is that Bailey? Is Bailey one of your best friends? She's one of my, yeah. We've we've traveled together. We met at Umsal actually. And I know because so she great. she she came the game I went to Saul. She was there. Yes, yes, that's right. And 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 I I never I mean no I I, I Bailey was a cool kid as well because she she actually was there when I coached and, and I saw her then and like and I was like oh you guys are like the same height like the same cool yeah, kids because like Bailey's buddies. a yeah, yeah she's a cool person too good oh, for you guys great. she's great good for you guys hey we do have a question from. Um, so the same, I don't know if you see this the the chat there. Thanks for yeah. sharing your story. Yeah. So curious about the credit transfers from JUCO. How did that go? And mm-hmm. uh, what 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 should kids be on the lookout for? Um. So most of my uh, credits transferred. However, I would just look out um, if they do have an idea of where they wanted to go after. I would just make sure to kind of like look into that early. However, I think most JUCOs will transfer pretty well in my experience um except for like math classes sometimes don't transfer very well which is kind of annoying um but my personal experience went pretty well um i think everything besides one class transferred um which helped yeah and so i'll kind of give you a little little um a little further dive into that and is that you can graduate with your associate's degree in order to have your associate's degree you need 48 hours yes um and if you graduate with your associate's degree all those hours from junior college were transfer to the four-year school. There you um, go. Yeah. Now they they may not because in order to graduate with with your with with your bachelor degree, you have to have a certain amount of hours. Now your pottery class may not transfer over, yes, exactly. but it will count as a credit hour. Yeah. If you don't get your associates, that the schools are going to pick apart, and now your pottery class, which was really fun to take. You're now instead of transferring 48 hours, you're now going to transfer with with 45 or even less. And if you transfer with with too little hours, you no longer eligible to play as a as a junior because you have mm-hmm. to have a certain amount of hours for NCAA. So, um, the biggest advice I can I can tell if you're in JUCO or going to JUCO is get your associate's degree, uh, and then it, it makes transferring way easier. And like Miriam said, that it may not you you know your math. I'm not knocking JUCOs, but I'll just take, yes. uh, yeah. but sometimes that math class may not quite transfer. Um, but where you're looking at the, the your academic advisor at, Ju- at junior college will help you with that. There are people that will help you through that process. Um, and, um, so all the JUCOs have that and, and a lot of in the four year schools will help you with that process as well. Yeah. And I would definitely say I had friends that didn't, um, get their associate's degree mm-hmm. and still went to their, you know, still transferred. And I still talked to them and they, they were like, I should have just finished it. Like, why I didn't I finish that six credits? Because then they didn't take these 18 or whatever it is. So that's great advice is to make sure you get that associate's degree, yeah. make sure you get those hours in because the process will be way, way, way easier. 
All right. Well, we've been going for 45 minutes, man. This <laughs> has been an absolute pleasure. And I do mean that we, I, I, after the season, I'm going to be, I'm some, some of the, uh, your seniors, the, the class that I recruited and, mm-hmm. um, so I, I'm going to be at the, their, their last home game, but once you kind of catch your breath, I'd love to grab coffee or yeah, me and absolutely. Maddie will, 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 will visit, visit, um, somewhere that has nighttime coffee and, um, uh, you know, cause you got a lot of cool stories, but I do, I do want to end like you've traveled, like, and I'm not exaggerating, travel the world. <laughs> what has been, uh, we'll end on this music here, but what has been the, the coolest place? Let me, let me do this. Top five places you've been to, and then let's go to your coolest place. Top five are Nepal, Chile, Argentina, Canada, Indonesia. Holy jeez. Okay, okay. Wow. <laughs> how? I mean, where have you? Like, you, I mean, how? It's not, so, how old are you? 25, 26? I'm about to turn 26 on Monday. Oh my goodness gracious! You've been all over the world. You went backpacking. The, I mean, good golly! You you led such a cool life. What a cool kid! <laughs> or what a what a cool adult you are now. That is. Uh, <laughs> Thank wow. you. Wow. Appreciate that. <laughs> so, favorite place is what? Nepal. I uh, hiked the Himalayas and it, I saw Everest, Mount Everest, and I would say that was my favorite. Wow, was that breathtaking? It was. Yeah, it's it's hard to uh, describe for sure. Any inkling to say I want I want to I want to climb that mountain? No. No. <laughs> I, think yeah. I, I think I stopped there. You know, I'll look at it and, and hike the hikes around it. But after that, that that's good for me. That's how I feel about like running. Like and my wife yep. does like five k's marathons and like don't you ever get the itch to run? Nope. Nope. <laughs> yeah. I will cheer her on when she starts and be there when she finishes. But I have no inkling of, of of doing that. Well, awesome, Miriam Taylor. Man, what a cool, cool journey! I, 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 I really think your your, your story is going to raise so many people and keep changing people's life because that's what you're doing now. You are you are literally changing people's life, and you're giving back to a game that has given you so much, and people have changed your life. And uh, I, I can't tell you how proud I am of you. And every time I see you, I, I, I give you a hug because I'm so I'm I'm proud to know you. I'm proud to call you a colleague. So thanks thanks for joining the show. Thanks for telling your story and. Um, I, I'm, I, I think it's a couple of weeks from now, whenever your last home game is, but keep, keep, keep doing what you're doing. Cause you're making, you're making a difference in these kids' lives. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for having me on and saying all those kind words. And, uh, it's great to know you too. And it's fun to have a Lake of the Ozarks person. <laughs> yeah. As, game, as, as, as we play we Jared Hicks out, everyone, this is, uh, this has been cap chat live. everyone. Thanks for listening to CapChat, the number one soccer recruitment podcast in the United States. Be sure to check back every two weeks for new episodes of CapChat exclusively on the Rush Podcast Network. My name is Josh Tyler, and this is CapChat.